This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues, the steps to transformation. You are aware that you're huffing and puffing. That's a huge thing because some of us are not even aware. Awareness. If you can bring awareness and catch yourself, that's more than half the bottle. It is. So you caught yourself and then you started, it sounds like self-talking, soothing. Self-talking, here now, soothing, I'm the here moment. now, I'm present, I'm in this, I'm in this traffic. How can I, you know, move through it? How can it flow through me? And actually what happens is that the traffic ends up flowing, you know, and we, we end up getting through it. You have problems, she has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. Transformation is a big word. I know. Transformation. It's even actually a big word word. Uh, Big in the sense that it sounds so delicious, like magically think, blink, and your life is transformed. You're different. Who out there wants to transform some part of their lives? All right, I'll go first. My hand's up. I would like to transform my thick thighs. I would like to transform my slight addiction to carbs and a tendency to think that I don't deserve better. Maybe you want to transform your marriage or your job or your bank account. But the truth is to transform any of these things for any of us, we must only change one thing, how we feel about ourselves on the inside. Transform simply means change, drastic change. Today's guest, Carla Daskal, is the queen of drastic change and certainly an expert on inner transformation. She's going to tell us how we can begin the journey of our own spiritual transformation, which will affect every aspect of our lives for the better. Time for Lynn's confession. All right, top three things on my mind today. Uh, number one, this has nothing to do with today's topic, but I just have to say one of the things on my mind is I wasn't thrilled about being sick for a week recently, but I am loving the byproduct. I lost four pounds. It's amazing what happens when you don't eat. Thank you, sickness. I don't condone like not eating, but you know. Number two, um, I feel like I've started a transformation, but like for the speed of a manatee, I'd like to pick things up. And number three, the third thing on my mind, my son is choosing a college he's going to go to, and I'm feeling some major mama sadness about the whole thing. Like, I'm becoming not in denial. Don't <laughs> leave me. Background check. All right, the background on today's guest, Carla Daskal is a hell of a woman. Nearly 25 years ago, she started a flower business called Roses by Carla. It exploded. And I think it's really funny that I've got these really sad, half-dead flowers on our, on, on our table right now. Anyway, um, uh, Roses by Carla exploded. And that inspired her to start another business called Carla Conceptual Event Experiences, where it too exploded. Business was doing great. Carla was doing super well. She was really well known as a premier party planner, meticulous for detail and luxury design. Professionally, she was enjoying a lot of success. Personally, she was in a lot of pain. By the time that 2005 came around, she was working 14 hours a day, battling diabetes, obesity, smoking, taking Prozac for depression. Not fun. 
But as we've said before on the show, for any great shift to occur, sometimes we need to hit rock bottom. That was Carla's. At that point, she made a decision to change her life. She maybe didn't realize it at the time, but that decision was the beginning of her transformation. The decision. We'll talk about that and how she did that in a few seconds. Today, she still has Carla's flowers and the fabulous events biz, but her transformation has not only affected her, it's allowed her to live her life totally differently. She has founded something else called the Sacred Space Miami. So she has been there, she has done that, and she is doing it all differently. Welcome, Carla. Nice to be here. Oh, don't be afraid of the mic. Okay, so turn your chair to this a little bit. It's coming a little cozier. I mean, it's a good mic. It'll pick you up, but, you know, yeah. Okay, so um, take us to the time when you were doing way too much, when you were working too much, eating too much. Describe what was going on with you. What were you feeling? Well, this um, time of my life um, started uh, way earlier than just as of recent in my 20s. Um it's a long life battle with obesity and food addiction and um, all of that sort of stuff. So in in 2005, I decided to, the first decision came when gastric bypass surgery was available and um, I opted for it. I went to, I went to a, a meeting and there were, there were people there that were you know, morbidly obese, 400 pounds, 500 pounds. And I said, if they can do it and this is available, I'm going to do it. So that really was the first thing that set me off on the path of, um, of being self-aware, um, of, of the problem. But what did, but describe your life. I was diagnosed with diabetes. Okay. Was the first, the first, uh, you know, thing that came about. Um, and, you know, that day, my day came crashing down because I was out of control and control had been a big factor. You know, that's why I excelled in the event business and in the flower business, because it is a business of lots of control, but in, you can't control everything in life. That's what I've learned today. And, um, that I had to relinquish that control and I made the decision. It, it came with a, with a, with a decision to, to have this surgery, you know, to get the information available and, and to do it. So that was the first decision that I made, um, which then I left the hospital, but the, 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 the problem was still in place. Mm-hmm. Um, until one day I walked into a yoga studio and my, my, my teacher was drinking, um, E3 live, which was a blue green algae that he introduced me to. And I said, could that help me get off of, you know, the antidepressants? Because I was feeling, okay, I was losing the weight, but I was still eating the happy meals. Nothing had really changed. Um, you know, in my mind, were you Um, still sad, depressed? Yes. I mean, the weight loss wasn't the answer. That's mm-hmm. all on the external. Right. You know, all of these emotions were coming up and, and, you know, so I, I went to a yoga class and there he said, yes, you can, you can with yoga and with the E3 live, you will be able to get off of the Prozac and, and get clear. So what happened to me is that I started drinking this blue green algae and, 
you know, my mind was getting clear and I was doing yoga and my heart was opening and I was like feeling much better. You know, the weight loss was coming off. And then I did, I, I did a 30 day raw food, uh, program with him as well as a five day juice cleanse. And really with those two, the weight kept coming off, but I, I, I got very clear very clear on, you know, my life, on what, you know, my, since childhood, you know, and I started educating myself on, you know, on eating plant-based foods, on, on, uh, a holistic lifestyle, on aromatherapy. I started implementing all of these holistic modalities that were healing me. Um, aside with, you know, work with Debbie Ford and, you know, some other teachers and my life coach, you know, so I started realizing that this wasn't just about another diet or another cleanse or, you know, another quick fix. It was about three things, the mind, the body, and the spirit that that combination by doing all of those things together it was, it was, it was making me a whole new person. So I, I speak of the whole person because that's really, you know, what, what it takes. It's not just a great diet or, you know, a great solution. Um, so you went, what was underneath your overeating or your over everything overworking. So what, what, what did you find out about yourself? What was underneath all that? Like, what was your issue or issues? My issue was, um, you know, not good enough, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that, you know, so I did the business and I, I, I excelled in events and whatever, you know, to continuously prove that I was good enough to my family, to my father, to, you know, I mean, I come from a, you know, entrepreneur, uh, family, um, you know, and, and, you know, all of that pressure, not to mention the pressure of the event business, which is top with the military in stress, um, you know, relationships, you know, all, all types of things, relationship with myself and relationships with others that, you know, all external, all external. When I started really seeing that it was all an inside job mm -hmm. is when really the, the magic started. So you felt not... Well, you felt this, you felt not good enough. So you overcompensated with work and everything and then overeating because you, that little girl inside of you felt not good enough, right? Or Correct. That was my shield. I so see. I, I, I protected myself with, you know, my, you know, my personality with the weight, you know, that, that I was intimidating back then and, you know, dismissive and all of these things, all of these shadows that were, you know, popping out, I had to take each one and every single one and work on each one, letting them go, accepting them, um, and working through them. Then, you know, with, the, with, with the other, you know, with the other practices that I was learning and educating myself and traveling all over the world to meet this healer and that healer. I mean, I was, um, you know, it, I made it my priority. Mm. So first it starts with a decision and then it's my health and my healing is my priority. And then the third thing that I learned along the way is how to bring it to others because 
that's that's part of the healing process is that you know you do it for yourself first and then you 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 share it with others and that's how the sacred space was born so in 2008 mm-hmm. when when the you know the economic crisis came from one day to another i mean i had to let half of my company go people who had been with me for years and years and years another stressful time I started traveling and meeting all of these teachers and healers all over and inviting them to the sacred space to do their, you know, their teachings and, 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 you know, uh, and, and started bringing it to Miami. So let's explain what the sacred space is. So the sacred space is a center for healing and transformation where you can come and get the information, the knowledge of how to live you know, as a whole person, um, you know, we have, we have, you know, you know, from, we have a culinary academy, we have a plant-based restaurant, we have, um, different workshops and lectures and, uh, alliances with, um, integrative alternative, uh, practitioners and, and institutions. Um, and we bring, you know, different teachers to, to make it accessible. So let me go back to how this was born. Um, so you, okay, so you, you lose all the weight. You go to this yoga class. Guy's drinking some strange drink. You're like, oh, well, that'll help me get off Prozac. You start going more toward the inside, not only feeding the inside differently, but looking at your own issues of feeling not good enough and working on them. And then you feel like, okay, oh, the economic crisis occurs. And then you, at what point did you say, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to keep the flowers. I'm going to keep the events business, but I want to do something else. Like, how was that born within you? Like, what? Bing, are you driving one day and say, you know what? I'm going to make a, a a different kind of event or a different kind of space. I was actually on a cruise with Debbie Ford, one of our greatest spiritual teachers, and uh, who discovered the shadow process. And on that cruise, I was there with my life coach Rachel Levy, and. We decided to to start something called Prayer Dance and uh, led by her and her partner, Susanna, in Prayer Dance. And um, we started I started opening the space every Sunday for this spiritual movement practice. And, you know, I I started with Conscious Bite Out, another group of, of girls that were also very passionate about you know, these underground dinners, you know, because at that time in 2005, 2008, I mean, I was like the only one in Miami doing this. Of course, LA, New York, Mm -hmm. you could find these dinners or you could find these practices, but Miami, the conscious community did not exist. Mm -hmm. So I paired up with Dr. Eddie who brought in David Wolf, who, you know, did her own amazing things. And, um, and Dr. Gabrielle Cousins and a lot of Kirtan bands and, Anybody in the conscious community, like-minded, yeah. like-minded, you know, that wanted to do their thing, I had the space to do it. And then in 2009, I said, you know what? I really need to go full force with this and convert this this space of 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 you know my space um, in Winwood um, to you know completely committed to this path. Because at this point, were you just offering that space for free? Yes. And I had Buddhist monks and I had, you know, we weren't really doing programming or anything. Um, I was just offering the space and building the conscious community in Miami. So um, building your own conscious community in your head as well. Like you're, you were, 
it was calling. it was feeding me right but also yes i had a calling to to you know to do this for myself and to do this for others so um you know that's how you know i said okay this is the sacred space and i'm going to i'm going to go under construction i'm going to partner up with the best of the best you know teachers and healers and um people who 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 loved all of this stuff so i partnered up with matthew kenny which was the guru of plant based foods you know he was crafting the future of food as he still is are you only a plant based do you, are you only eating raw like personally i i am vegetarian mm -hmm. i go between vegan and vegetarian okay but um definitely no animal products you know for the most part, mm -hmm. um, I'm not perfect, but um, and you do that because because I, it makes me feel better. Okay, I mean I am optimum when I'm mm -hmm. eating a vegan a vegan diet, and where it's it's brought me because I've done raw, I've done vegan, I've done vegetarian, I've 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 eaten I've eaten um, certain things medicinally, like when I was pregnant, you know, that my, my nutritionist and, and, you know, so food is medicine. Um, and that's how I look at it. Um, so I, I incorporate different things and different supplements and different herbs and different, you know, um, all for my well being. So that's basically, you know, you know, where, where it's brought me. So I paired up with Matthew Kenny to open a, the first who's Matthew Kenny, Matthew Kenny is the guru of plant-based foods. Okay. Um, he many, many years ago had the first plant-based, um, upscale restaurant in New York city called, um, not plant food, pure food and wine. And, you know, has been on this course for the last few years. So I, I seeked him out you know, and I said I was doing the center and that I really, you know, what really healed me was food of, of, of everything. And the my irony, good food though, plant-based food, um, and whole foods, um, you know, is what really, you know, is my passion. And that's what I learned. And, you know, that's, you know, what I know has the power to heal the whole human being. What he, that healed your body? What healed your issues? My mind. I mean, your mind. Okay, because I mean, most of us aren't. Um, and my spirit and Buddha. my spiritual, my spiritual practice. Those teachings, those teachings, whether it's Buddha, whether it's Christ, whether it's, whether it's Muhammad, whether it's Allah, whether it's whomever, those teachings are rooted. Those ancient teachings are rooted in 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 who the human being is so you know i started educating myself on all of those teachings and you know meditation is very um no matter what the religion or what the practice is meditation is the connectivity and with you and your soul your spirit your your essence your essence correct and um so i started educating myself on that level um and it's like I say, it's, it's, you know, that taught me stillness that taught me awareness that taught me mindfulness that taught me, um, you know, really with mindfulness and awareness is, is where it, it, it stems from, you know, once you're aware of yourself, your words, your actions, 
um, you know, your thoughts, your thoughts. Yes. You know, your thoughts create your, your path. You I know? always say your thoughts create your reality for sure. 100%. Very, very powerful. So, so now that you explained how your transformation occurred and where you're at today, um, you know, you're still human. You're not perfect. And I'm sure you're, I would assume, since you're not Gandhi, Jesus, although maybe you are, I don't know. We do need a female Jesus. Um, well, you we know, all are. <laughs> you, true. We all have it in us. True. But I mean, you still have a human, you're still in a human body. Yes. So and you I still live have in, an, in, an issue. You still have on, issues. On this, on this uh, realm. Right. So, um, I mean, do you still... Um, you know, snap at somebody? Do you still act human? Do you, st- do you, did you not good enough issues still pop up? And if so, what do you do? Yes, I have reactions. I still have my reactions. Um, but I'm uberly, uberly vigilantly aware. So even if, um, you know, I, I, I come from a different perspective now and I soothe myself and I, call myself and, and, you know, and I, and I say that, you know, it's not, it it really doesn't mean anything. Can you give me an example of like your most recent, can you give me an example of your most recent reaction and how you soothed yourself? My recent reaction. I mean, it could be over traffic, you know, like, you know, uh, you're, you're stuck in traffic. I'll tell you, I was in Thailand and I was in, in, you know, in Bangkok. And basically, as I was in India last year, very chaotic. So it's being in the midst of this chaos, okay, of traffic. But the traffic is like really, really, really uh, challenging because, I mean, to go half a mile, you could be stuck in it for two hours. And I was. And I was already bubbling up and like, you know, and huffing and puffing and like, you know, you know, the reaction, the reaction's not no, the reaction's a whole lifetime of reaction and probably other lifetime of that same reaction. And, you know, I started breathing and I started just telling myself that I'm, I'm, I'm here now. This is where I'm at, uh, being very present. And that is a winner. So you were soothing yourself by number one. Well, first of all, you were aware that you were huffing and puffing. That's a huge thing because some of us are not even aware. Awareness. If you can bring awareness and catch yourself, that's more than half the bottle. It is. So you caught yourself and then you started, sounds like self-talking, soothing. Self-talking, soothing. I'm here now. I'm present. I'm in this, I'm in this traffic. How can I, you know, move through it? How can it flow through me? And actually what happens is that the traffic ends up flowing, you know, and we we end up getting through it. So it was, you know, but the reaction was there, you know, and that reaction can present itself at, we're conditioned. We're that reaction is from our, our patterns and our conditioning. So, you know, that study of the mind is, you know, what I practice and, and I practice on a daily basis. But understand, I made it my priority. There's no doing this halfway or a little bit. You know, everybody is where they are, you know, and you really want, you really want to want it more than anything. With transformation, your outer world often change, you know, has to change. 
Did you find that your um, contact list changed? Did you find that your friends changed, your inner circle changed, or was everybody with you 100%? Because, you know, I mean, you want to hang around like-minded people to, you know, to, to change the, the chemistry of the brain. I had a, now that you're bringing the chemistry, I had a cellular change, you know, in my, in my, in my brain throughout this whole entire process. Um, some friends, you know, came, some friends, you know, uh, I, I made more friends. Um, you know, love has played a very big part in all of this. I had to learn how to love, how to love myself, how to love others. So, um, you know, I stopped drinking alcohol in this, in this process. It's almost eight years. And, you know, I thought when I was going to stop drinking alcohol, I couldn't go, I, you know, I was going to lose friends. I couldn't go to the cocktail parties. I, you know, but then I said to myself, I did it one day at a time. Um, and every day, you know, I was waking up fresh when everybody was not. And I was seeing that, you know, I do so much better without alcohol in my life and, and, um, you know, and certain foods. And that's why I choose a, you know, a, a, a conscious eating habit, not, not just, it's not about being vegan or paleo or, or whatever. It's more about conscious eating at this point. So all of those decisions keep bringing me to a higher and higher and higher place. So, and I'm optimum. I mean, the friends that I have in my life today, the partner that I have in my life today, I mean, the promise is that all of these things start appearing like mm. amazing, amazing, amazing things. You know, um, the sacred space is a place where, you know, it's safe where people come and, you know, they can, they can eat well and they can, you know, hang out and they can come to amazing, you know, workshops and, you know, that will take them to that place of being able to, have everything that they want. What is your current work like on yourself? Like, for example, when I'm working, you know, we all have our stuff that we're working on. Um, I'm working on uh, fixing the inner, not the outer. That's been a big thing for me. I've been, I'm a recovering fixer. So um, uh, that's like an ongoing thing, even though I'm making progress. So I'm wondering if you have anything that you know, like, okay, this is what I'm working on. I'm constantly working on patience. I'm constantly working on letting go. Um, remember, I told you I was a control freak. Um, so, you know, that shows up a lot for me in this or that. And having the ability to just sit back and let things happen is what I'm constantly working on. And, you know, just letting things happen and continually bringing awareness and sharing my story because I, every time I share my story, you know, either somebody calls me that they're inspired, that how did I do it? That what do I have to do? I also think that the world is showing us that we need to do this work and the work is to be done now, you know, and you know, I'm not political, but you know, there's a lot of, you know, things going on brewing. There's a lot of change happening. And I, I think that, you know, that's, 
that we all need to step into that. So to go over your your transformation process for everybody listening, because your story is great, but it doesn't have to necessarily be about weight loss. So your advice on your three key things for transformation would be, number one, make a decision to transform or to actually make a change. Number two, you said prioritize, make it your priority, make your transformation your priority. Um, and then you said, number three, bring your lessons to others. Yes. You know, perseverance, consistency, and determination is the best way that I could wrap it up for you. Um, you know, that, that was told to me as a very smart, you know, small child that that's what, you know, would get you from A to, to, to B. And then, you know, I come from a philanthropic family. So it's about giving back and sharing with others, you know, and really, you know, loving others and, 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 you know, treating people well. And, you know, I think that that all is self-love. And, you know, when you, when you can love yourself, you can love others. And when you made the decision to change, you were loving yourself. That's an act of self-love. Yes. Number and, one. And when I become aware, that's an act of self-love. And when I say no, it's an act of self-love. And when, you know, or I say yes, it's, it's an act of self-love. So, you know, that's, that's the priority. It's, you know, self-love and, um, continuously to cultivate that. So for the people listening, for anybody listening, sometimes when somebody has a great story beginning to end, it seems like a happy ending. And sometimes people listening think, well, that can't happen to me. That's her. She had some great, great luck, or she had great changes. What is your best advice for life for somebody listening who wants to do their own transformation? Willingness, willingness, having the willingness to say, I, something's not right. And I, I, I want to, I want to change. I want to change. I mean, that's, it, that, that's just where it starts without judging yourself or blaming others because that you this can't go anywhere with that. This is not about others. This is not judging anybody. This is about just making that decision and then seeking out, you know, um, it, it's all available. Mm -hmm. It's all available if you want it. So I always say that the sacred space is not for those who need it. It's for those who want it, you know, just because, you know, a, you know, you're, you've got stage four cancer, you know, that's, this is preventative. This is integrative. This is, you know, from now when there's nothing really, you know, nothing necessarily has to be really wrong. You know, it's like really just wanting to work on yourself and be the best that you can be. When you, look back at or see old photos of yourself do you feel like you're looking at a different person or you were somebody else well same person but a different same essence mm -hmm. you know that that hasn't changed you know that I'm a good person and that I you know I want the best for everybody um you know the outside, the outside's changed, but the outside changed before. And that, that still wasn't making me happy. Um, you know, and, 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 and peace is everything, you know, like that's the ultimate, you know, to really be peaceful. You can't buy that. You can't get that from somebody else that has to come from you.
And to me, that's like the biggest commodity is, is, is peace. Everybody wants that. First we say happy, but really, it's really peace. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carla. All right, before we let you go, we're going to do Lynn's Fab Five, where I get to ask you five random questions. They're just, you know, to help us get to know you better. You ready? Carla's looking at me like, please. Number one, what's your favorite indulgence? My favorite indulgence is really like fresh, vibrant, organic food. Like if I can get my hands on you know, top quality, I don't know, you know, vegetables and, you know, that are, are fresh or, you know, really, I love that. Good stuff. Uh, the la what, Number two, when was the last time you judged yourself for something? You know, I don't judge myself so much. It's a little bit more that doubt comes into play. I guess doubt and judgment is kind of, and, and doubt is the end of everything. Um, you know, sometimes I have doubts and, and I have to work through them. And Like, well, I shouldn't have done that or I wonder if I said the right thing. Or... Am I doing the right thing? Ah, okay. Um, you know, is this the right choice? You know, so that, that conversation is, you know, going on. I don't think you're alone there. Well, um, number three, the first thing that will get you triggered? Smoking. Cigarette smoking. I mean, it could put me over the edge. Number four, the best thing that you got for Valentine's Day. The best thing I got for Valentine's Day is unconditional love. You can't buy that. And number five, what's your favorite flower? <laughs> My favorite flower are peonies. Uh, Me too. Burgundy peonies. They smell so fragrant. And I love red roses. Always. How do you like my half-dead supermarket flowers? I, you know, I like flowers <laughs> in any capacity and even there, if they're from under a bridge, you know, flowers are life and, and, and very healing. They are. Thank you so much, Carla. If you want to get in contact with Carla, she's all over social media, uh, at CarlaEvents.com and also check her out at the sacredspacemiami.com. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about. <laughs>